If you felt great in your body, how would that change your life? How would it change your body? And how would it change your level of happiness? Women deserve to feel great in the skin they're in and to live a life they truly love. Now is the time to join the host of For the Health of It, Master Health Coach, Julie Medesi. Hello and welcome to For the Health of It. I'm your host, Julie Medesi, here on the Inspired Choices Network, and I'm thrilled to have you here today. Um, we're going to talk about a really fun topic, self-sabotage. For those of you who don't know me yet, I am a master health coach, a certified holistic health practitioner, a certified personal trainer, and I love working with women over 40 to help them feel great, look great, and kick midlife in the ass because we all know that this time of our lives almost said this time of year, this time of our lives can be very challenging. And so there are a lot of different things we can do to get through that a little more smoothly. And one of the things I know that people struggle with quite a lot is self-sabotage because the majority of my clients come to me for weight loss. So in, when it comes to reaching your weight loss or fitness goals, if you feel like you're taking two steps forward and then one or two or three steps back, which is great if you're doing the cha-cha, but not so great if you're trying to reach your goals and get healthier. So today we're going to kick off those dancing shoes and tackle the culprit behind those setbacks, which is what we call self-sabotage. And while self-sabotage can feel like a cunning and sneaky opponent that attacks you from unexpected angles, fear not. In this episode, we're going to uncover the reasons why it occurs, why it rears its ugly head from time to time, and we'll talk about some actionable strategies so that you can stop it in its tracks. So whether it's about dealing with healthy eating habits, sabotaging your exercise routine, or undermining your confidence, we're going to give you the tools that you need to break free from that self-sabotage cycle. Because the good news is it's something that many of us struggle with. And if this is you, don't worry. You are not broken and there is nothing wrong with you. So who am I to talk about self-sabotage, right? I have all these certifications and I live a pretty healthy lifestyle, but the truth is, I struggled with self-sabotage for most of my adult life. I'm a 59-year-old dog mom. I wish I was still 50. I consider myself to be a recovering perfectionist. And I actually transformed my body in my 40s when I finally got the right support to help me get through these things. So I very much understand what it's like to go through that cycle of self-sabotage. So. Let's start by talking about some of the reasons why people struggle with weight. And I know this is a bit tangential to self-sabotage, but again, I am not specifically a weight loss coach. I am a health coach, and I take a holistic approach to dealing with your health. And one of the things that women come to me for is weight loss, specifically, even though weight becomes more of a symptom than the actual problem itself. But we'll talk more about that later. But a lot of people struggle with weight gain because they're using that weight as a personal shield. So maybe they um, sustained some kind of physical or sexual abuse, and that becomes like a body armor to protect them from other people getting close. Or sometimes people gain weight because it's a control issue. These are kind of self-sabotage efforts that we might not even realize we're doing because 
subconsciously, if we feel like there are parts of our lives that we really can't control, our weight is something we feel like we can. We can control what we put into our mouths, right? That's our responsibility. And so sometimes that weight gain becomes that point of control because we feel like then we can lose it when we want to. And we're also in charge of that process. Sometimes it's about our self-worth or our self-image. If we don't feel worthy, Right. And we keep it on because when I finally lose the weight, then what am I going to have to deal with? People are going to look at me. People are going to expect things from me. Um, what awful things will I have to face that I can cover up and stay in here? And sometimes weight is used as a security blanket. It's, it can become our comfort zone. It's how we identify ourselves um, when we look in the mirror, how we mentally identify ourselves. And it it keeps us safe from having to do unknown or uncomfortable things. So when I talk about self-sabotage, I'm talking specifically about our health journey. And psychology today defines self-sabotage as, um, they say, behavior is said to be self-sabotaging when it creates problems and interferes with longstanding goals. So it isn't only about health and weight. Sometimes we self-sabotage ourselves financially. We might self-sabotage in relationships because we had a bad experience or we feel insecure. Um, we sabotage many different areas of our lives. When it comes to our health, for my, my definition would be that our actions and behaviors are not aligned with our intentions or our values. And so try this on for size just to make it a little more clear. Do you know what to do, but you don't do it? Or you find that you don't want to do it? That can be a way of self-sabotaging. Or maybe you know what not to do, but you do it anyway. That can be a way of self-sabotaging. So tell me if any of these situations sound familiar to you. So maybe you feel discouraged because it's taking time to reach your goals. Um, and you're frustrated, so you start engaging in self-soothing behaviors. Um, and, and they take you further off that path, and then it kind of um, perpetuates that feeling of discouragement and um, frustration. Or maybe you're confused about what to do or feeling overwhelmed. When you think about all of that information that's coming at you from all of the sides about what you should be doing and what works for people that maybe works or doesn't work for you, it, just think about eggs as an example. In the Back in the day, eggs were good for you, then they were bad for you, and then they were good for you again, and then just the, just the white was good for you, and then now it's good to eat the whole egg again. I mean, how do you know? And so there's all this stuff coming at you from all these different angles, and so it's, it's not unusual to feel confused or overwhelmed by it. And that's actually where coaching comes in because having that support can help you decipher all of that information and pull out the things that are useful to you if you're your life and your body. Maybe you feel some shame because you've been struggling with things that you feel like they should be easy. You see other people succeeding and, and you can't seem to make it happen for yourself or do you lack the confidence in even knowing what to do or where to start? Or maybe you don't have confidence because you don't think you have the skills to do what it takes. If you're talking about health, obviously preparing healthy food is an important piece of that. And if you don't have the skills to cook, 
then that could be a limiting factor. Or if you've never been a person to be active or athletic, that could be a limiting factor. And if you don't have that confidence, you think, no, I, I don't think I can do that. Um, maybe you're experiencing diet fatigue. I mean, how many diets have you been on? Last week, I was talking about the fact that the average American goes tries at least 126 diets in their lifetime. That's the average. Can you imagine that? No wonder people are feeling fatigued. There's this diet and that diet, and you feel restricted, and we restrict and deprive ourselves to the point where the only thing left is to binge as a form of release. And so that becomes another form of self-sabotage. Um, obviously, those things are, you just can't keep them up. So maybe you're just tired of trying. You can't find what works. You try and try again, and you don't seem to be making the success that you want to have. So you just feel like giving up and you give in to those unsupportive behaviors. Maybe you don't believe that you can actually do it. Or maybe you don't trust yourself to actually do it because you've proven to yourself time and time again with these diets that you think you've failed. And so you don't have the trust in yourself to be able to follow it through. The truth is you didn't fail the diet. The diet failed you because that's how they're designed. It's what keeps the diet industry going. So I did a quick search of diet on Amazon because I was curious and it came up with over 150,000 diet books. I mean, how, how can you know which one to choose? And I did a quick Google search of the word diet and in less than six tenths of a second, it came back, I have to read this, 4,420,000,000 hits. I mean, holy crap, how are you supposed to know where to start, where to go? It's no wonder people want to give up and just think, oh, I can't do that. So you're in the right place today if you feel like there's something that just keeps stopping you from reaching your goals, health, fitness, weight loss, any of that, um, and you want to bust through it. And you're willing to get a little bit messy in the process because let's face it, even though these things can be simple, they're not necessarily easy. And so sometimes we have to feel the feels, we have to do the uncomfortable things and see how it turns out for us. Because we all know the definition of insanity, right, is doing the same things over and over and expecting different results. So today, let's try a few different things to see if we can navigate this, um, this pathway a little bit better. So um, we're going to be going to a break in a few minutes, but I want to uh, remind you that self-sabotage doesn't mean you're broken. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It's a really normal part of human behavior, to be honest. We don't intentionally try to harm ourselves. We just find ways to, to get in our own way when things are scary or different or uncomfortable. So if you've been feeling discouraged about your goals, if you're feeling confused or overwhelmed, if you feel like you're dancing that cha-cha of one step forward and two steps back, then come back after the break where we're going to talk about why do we self-sabotage? Because finding out the why is usually the most helpful step in figuring out how to fix the situation. So stay tuned. We're 
back in a few minutes um, right here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here on For the Health of It, and I'm your host, Julie Medesi, and I will see you after the break. Do you know that health and vitality are your body's natural state of being? Is that what your life feels like? Or do you feel like that's more of a pipe dream than an achievable goal? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing those not-so-fun changes to your body, or lacking energy and worrying about the side effects of aging, wishing you could fit back into your clothes, it is time for you to learn how to change it all. When you tune into For the Health of It with Master Health Coach Julie Medesi, you'll learn how to regain your sense of badassery so you can navigate midlife like a boss. Listen to For the Health of It with Julie Medesi Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 Central Time, 8 Mountain Time, and 7 Pacific Time, and 4 p.m. in Italy on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is For the Health of It with Julie Medesi. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to julie at evexiahealth.com. That's J U L I at E-V-E-X-I-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. And now, back to the program. Welcome back to For the Health of It. I am your host, Julie Medesi. We're here on the Inspired Choices Network, and I love talking about these topics. Today, it's self-sabotage, stopping self-sabotage. Ideally, we won't ever start, but that's not really what's reality for most human beings. And so we're going to talk about how to get around it, how to stop it, how to get in front of it instead of letting it get in front of you. And one of the things that I know people get frustrated with is, why do I keep doing these things? I know what to do and I just can't seem to do it. Or I, I know that I shouldn't be doing these other things, but I keep doing them anyway. And that really is the epitome of self-sabotage. And it can be, again, in any area of your life, finances, relationships, um, eating, exercise, health in general. And it's one of those things that we really need to understand in order to be able to deal with it. And like most things, I like to dive right into your mind because that's where it's going to originate. And so why do we self-sabotage? Normally, our subconscious mind is trying to protect us. And we as humans do not typically engage in destructive behavior because we don't have this mechanism that causes us to want to hurt ourselves. However, our subconscious mind retains memories and experiences and it believes everything we tell it. And so when we have 
implanted memories and thoughts and habits and behaviors in our subconscious mind, a lot of time those will come up automatically as a response to a specific trigger or a specific situation. And I, my favorite example is when you were a child, if you fell down and skinned your knee, mom gave you a cookie. And after two or three times, you learned that cookies made you feel better. And so you sought out that kind of comfort next time you had a bad experience or something hurt you. And those memories that get implanted in your brain from childhood come back time and time again. And it's it's not something that you notice necessarily. It's not something that you even realize is happening because our brain is designed to protect us from doing things that are difficult or scary or uncomfortable or outside of our comfort zone because it's a survival mechanism. And when we encounter stress, when we encounter disappointment, when we encounter these things that aren't working, especially when we're talking about our health journey, it's easy for those memories, those emotional memories to come forward and drive us to behave in ways that don't maybe don't make sense to our logical brain, but they certainly make sense to our emotional brain because our emotional brain wants to seek out that instant comfort and solve the problem, the immediate problem it sees. Well, we're not facing tigers and dinosaurs. Well, we weren't facing dinosaurs, but you know what I mean. We aren't facing tigers and beasts in the woods, generally speaking, on a daily basis. But those stress responses are still there. They're still innate. And so finding the reasons that we're engaging in these behaviors will help us step in front of them, interrupt the cycle, or afterwards figure out a different path, a different uh, behavior, a different option for the next time the situation comes up. And one of the things I find really important to do, we say, oh, I have to remember this for next time. Practice things, new things when it's easy. Don't try to practice new behaviors under stress. I'll talk about this when we get into the strategies a bit later, but it's good to practice them when they're easy so that it becomes second nature to you instead of waiting for that opportunity, the emergency, as it were, to have to pull that memory, that behavior out out of your mind when your emotional brain is trying to drive you. We give the the example of the elephant and the rider, quite often the elephant being the emotional brain and the rider being the logical brain. And if the environment is good and the elephant is feeling safe and secure, the rider can control what the elephant does. And that elephant is our primal brain. It's our emotional brain. And it's going to respond. So if the environment isn't right or if there's something that happens to trigger that emotional brain or that elephant, it doesn't matter what the rider does. It's not going to be able to control the elephant. And it's the best thing it can do is hang on for the ride and hope that afterwards it can calm things down and get things back on the right path. And so that's kind of how your emotional and logical brain work together, which is why this topic is so important when you're trying to improve your health, fitness, lose weight, anything else, improve anything else in your life, really. So um, the other other reason, another reason that we may self-sabotage is because we're trying to fix a problem that isn't actually the problem. Uh, it's 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 a superficial problem. It's a it's a something that's easy to look at and say that must be the thing. But there's something that's underlying it 
that again is driving that behavior that's driving those emotions that's driving that subconscious mind to respond and we're trying to to fix what's on top it's like um if you have termites in your house and you just keep painting the outside we're going to fix that paint that keeps flaking off of those holes there but it's actually the problem that's underlying the paint so that's another one. And a lot of times we have to dig to find what's underneath. And again, this is where coaching can really be beneficial because we don't see things objectively. It's hard for us to take ourselves out of our out of those emotions and out of the situation and look at it objectively. So having someone by your side who can who has the resources and who can help you see things from different perspectives is a great way to get in front of it. So sometimes if we're engaging in self-sabotaging behavior, it might be because the risk feels worth uh, bigger than the reward, like postponing that snack or postponing that binge or postponing that skipping your workout um, just feels like it's not going to make a big difference. The one I just have one bite. Right. And we don't realize how much that adds up over time. And again, how that chips away at our self-trust. So we could be looking at it as if, well, it's just one time. It's just one situation. And we think it's OK. We give ourselves that permission. Um, maybe we're just not uncomfortable enough yet. And this is this might be a bit of a triggering thing to say, um, but I and I don't mean it in a in an attacking kind of way, but I had to deal with this in my own journey. Sometimes you you think you want a different outcome, but you're not uncomfortable enough where you are yet to actually change the behavior. And I'll give you my own story. I was going through coaching myself and we had just arrived in Italy not long before. And I think Prosecco is like like a drug. It's it's so good. And I was enjoying Prosecco um, with my husband. We were having happy hours, but we were having them more nights than we weren't. And I was stuck. I was stuck in in getting more fit. I was stuck in trimming down. And my coach said to me, it's just not that important to you yet. And I thought, oh, what do you mean? She said, when it's important enough to you that those changes happen, you'll give up some of that wine. You don't have to give up everything you love, but you know that that is something that's standing in the way because after you've had a glass of wine, maybe you want to have another glass of wine, or maybe you make different food choices than you would if you weren't drinking the wine in the first place. And that was that was a big learning step for me. So sometimes we have to step back and be honest. Am I really so uncomfortable where I am that I'm willing to give up these behaviors to get to where I want to go? So being being honest with yourself is is a good first step. So some of the most common reasons um, for self-sabotaging, I there are there are some some reasons and some myths and and I'll go through a few of these. One of the one of the biggest things that people say is a fear of failure. I if I if I get in my own way then I don't have to worry about failing because I'll never get to experience the failure if I get it in first, right? Get in your get in your nicks first. And Sometimes that's true. It can, again, come back to that sense of self-worth, that sense of self-acceptance or self-esteem, self-love, those how we see ourselves. Um, are we worth investing the time and energy and taking the chance that we will not fail? And the flip side of that, of course, is a fear of succeeding. And 
a lot of people say, what do you mean fear of success? Of course we want to succeed. Why wouldn't we want to succeed? But success is a little bit scary in, in some cases because it means then what? What's next? Then I have to keep growing. Or then if I succeed, for example, in my weight loss, then I have to maintain it. Then I have to do these things for the rest of my life. And that feels scary and, and overwhelming. And so if we never quite get there, we don't have to put in all of that extra effort, even though that isn't really true because we end up putting in more effort by not succeeding than if we let ourselves be successful. Um, maybe we are all about procrastination, right? I'll get to it. Now's not the right time. I'll get to it later. I'll get to it after the holidays. I'll get to it after summer vacation, when the kids are back in school, yada, yada, yada. And trust me, I have used this so many times. I'll start on Monday, magical Monday. If we could get everything going on Mondays that we say we're going to do, we would all be in a very different place, myself included in some some ways. So what why do we procrastinate again it can it can tie back to that whole idea of being afraid of success being afraid of failure self image um if i can't do it perfectly this all or nothing thinking if i can't do it perfectly i'm not going to do it at all and so we put it off instead of just doing i mean my coach always tells me done is better than perfect and i'm I've been trying that on for size and, and as a recovering perfectionist myself, I can say it actually does work. There's a lot of power in taking action. And the flip side of taking action is that we engage in avoidance. We've con convinced ourselves that maybe it's too hard or it's too scary or it's too uncomfortable and we just avoid doing it at all. And then we don't have to deal with the yuck. We don't have to deal with the difficult feelings. We don't have to deal with the fact that maybe we're going to slide back and forth in towards success and away from success as we learn and grow. But that that's a natural part of being human. It's a natural part of our growth and our development. And if we don't, if we don't try, you know, we don't have to face unpleasant things. So avoidance is is a really big reason um, that we self-sabotage. We just don't want to feel bad. Um, overwhelm and frustration, again, it's one of those things where oh, there's just so much to do. I have the schedule. I have I have to make all the food and I have to, you know, find the right containers and I have to spend the time chopping vegetables and I have to have to have to have to. And we we let ourselves think that we have to do it all at once. Um, and so that can definitely get in the way. Do any of these things sound familiar to you? I mean, are these things that maybe you've had to deal with before? And and I can tell you, I'll tell you a little story just to show that this is normal because I don't I don't have much of a sweet tooth personally. It's just not how I'm wired. I like salty and savory flavors better. But I love black licorice. My mother used to love black licorice. My aunt used to love black licorice. And we were the only ones in the family who really liked it. And so we would buy it because nobody else would eat our special snacks. And again, there were times in my life, even as a health coach, that I have stashed a bag of licorice in my desk drawer just so that nobody would see I had it. 
and I had a snack drawer in my office at work and I, I, there were sometimes Haribo gold gummy bears are my favorite. And I would get a bag of gummy bears and I would keep those stashed in my desk. And while I was snacking on fruit and vegetables and making a big, lovely salad for lunch and people would say, oh, you're so healthy. I'd have that bag of gummy bears stashed in my desk and I'd shove a handful in my mouth from time to time just because I felt like I needed to, you know, not be that perfect person that people thought I was instead of just saying, you know what? I like to indulge sometimes and and be okay with it. So I would allow myself to get in my own way by hiding those things from other people. When we bring things out into the open and shine some light on them, they're not actually as bad as we initially thought they were most of the time. And especially in cases where we're dealing with things like this. So all of these fears that we have, all of these ways we get in our own way, oftentimes can be diminished just by talking about them, by working through them with a professional, with a coach or a therapist, and starting to come to terms with what they really are. So we're going to go to a break shortly, but I want to remind you that self-sabotage isn't unusual. It's not it doesn't mean you're broken. There's nothing wrong with you. And there is a way to get in front of it. So I'm going to probably shock you when we come back by telling you that your self-sabotaging behaviors might actually help you reach your goals. So stay tuned. We're here on For the Health of It. I'm your host, Julie Medesi on the Inspired Choices Network, and we'll talk to you after the break. Do you know that health and vitality are your body's natural state of being? Is that what your life feels like? Or do you feel like that's more of a pipe dream than an achievable goal? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing those not-so-fun changes to your body or lacking energy and worrying about the side effects of aging, wishing you could fit back into your clothes, it is time for you to learn how to change it all. When you tune into For the Health of It with Master Health Coach Julie Medesi, you'll learn how to regain your sense of badassery so you can navigate midlife like a boss. Listen to For the Health of It with Julie Medesi Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 Central Time, 8 Mountain Time, and 7 Pacific Time, and 4 p.m. in Italy on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is For the Health of It with Julie Medesi. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to julie at evexiahealth.com. That's J-U-L-I at E-V-E-X-I-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. And now back to the program. Okay, we are back with For the Health of It. I'm your host, Julie Medesi. We're here on the Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about self-sabotage. If this is something that you struggle with, I would love to have a conversation with you. You can reach out to me at via email at 
J-U-L-I at evexiahealth.com. That's E-V-E-X-I-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. If you're interested in looking into some programs, I'd love to have a conversation with you. I've got a great six-month program you could get into. If you go to buildabodyyoulove.com, that's buildabodyyoulove.com, you can learn all about that. And the other thing I'd like to offer today, if you're interested in this, I created a handbook um, for this very topic about stopping self-sabotage, and it will walk you through some of these exercises to help you get in front of it. And I'd love to offer that to you. So you are welcome to, again, email me the word handbook or get in touch with me on social media or comment on any of the locations where you're watching the show. And I will make sure that we get in touch and get a copy of that to you. This is a really important topic because it's something that can chip away at our feelings of confidence when we continue to engage in self-sabotaging behaviors, which is again, knowing what to do and not doing it or doing things that we know we don't want to be doing that get in the way of reaching our goals and doing the things that make us help, healthy and happy and living the life we want to live. And it is, we talk about it in sometimes a little bit lighthearted way, but it can be a serious thing because it drives so many emotions and pulls out so many uh, fears and makes us a little bit raw in the process. So, before we went to break, I said self-sabotaging behaviors can actually help you reach your goal. And I and I can hear you now. I can feel your eye roll from here. You're saying, come on, Medesa, you must be nuts. What is what is wrong with you? But once again, we're going to use weight loss as an example because that's the most common thing that my clients come to me for. So weight, being overweight or underweight, because I have worked with people who needed to gain weight, these are symptoms. They are not the main problem. And so when we're trying to figure out why am I engaging in these behaviors? Why am I doing all of this stuff when I say I don't want to do it? It makes me feel bad. And so when we talk about weight in general, let's let's look at three of the most common fears I see in my clients. One is the fear of failure, right? I'm going to gain it all back or I'm not going to be able to gain the weight I need to be healthy. I've never been good at this. And so why should I try? Um, or how about I'll be miserable. I have to give up everything I enjoy and I'll never be able to have cake again or cookies or popcorn or whatever your food of choice is. Um, or that healthy eating tastes bad and it's really complicated and it just means I have to become one of those what we used to call granola people back in the day. Um, and again, I, I'm going to. I, I'm going to gain it all back. I don't trust myself to do the right things. But these are surface fears. So if you find yourself repeating statements like this over and over again, you need to understand this is not the actual problem. This is an easy thing to grab onto. We're skating on the surface. These are symptoms. These are covering the actual problem, which lies underneath. So the question to ask yourself is what problem is this behavior trying to solve? What am I really needing? What am I really feeling? And one of the tools I often share with my clients is it's called a wheel of feelings. I didn't create it. It was, I can't remember um, the, the name of the organization that created it, but it's something that I frequently share because 
I think there are 77 different feelings listed on that wheel. There are so many variations and gradations of the way we feel and different kinds of feelings that we have to learn how to get in touch with those to really understand what's going on so that we can understand why we're doing what we're doing. It doesn't have to be this long drawn out process, but the truth is you cannot successfully address self-sabotaging behaviors, and especially when it comes to weight loss, um, if there's something underlying that that you're not willing to uncover. Now, having said that, I want to put a caveat here. If you have underlying trauma or there's some serious kind of event that is emotional um, event that is getting in your way, you you want to look at getting in touch with a therapist, okay? So the the question that you want to ask yourself is what problem is this behavior trying to solve? And if it ends up being tied or triggering really deep emotions, anxiety, anything like that, that's a sign that you would need to talk to a licensed therapist or a skilled um, counselor because that is beyond the scope of coaching. But a lot of times we will start journaling or we'll start asking these questions and surprising things come up. And it's it's one of those one of those things where you just don't really understand what's below the surface until you start scratching around a little bit. So what do we do? Let's say we aren't at the point where we need to talk to a therapist. Um, so what do we do? We have to start with self-trust. If we keep sabotaging ourselves, we don't usually trust ourselves to be able to stop doing it. We say, look at all the times I did this. We have all this proof, right? We have these limiting beliefs. Now, we've talked before about beliefs. What are beliefs? They're statements we've repeated over and over to ourselves until they become our personal truth. Beliefs are not facts. So if you believe that there is something underlying this, that could very well be the truth for you, and uncovering that will help, again, bring it out into the light, help us see it for what it really is. And then you can decide how it needs to be addressed. So we have to um, we have to have an objective look at it. And until we can start digging a little bit or working with a professional, a coach or a therapist to really dig under the surface to find out what's going on, we we can't find that solution that's really going to solve the actual problem. So uh, one of the one of my favorite exercises I do with my clients is called let's get crazy. And we ask ourselves two questions that sound a little bit unusual, but yield some really interesting answers. So we call these in coaching, we call these two crazy questions. The first question you want to ask yourself is what would be bad about reaching my goal? And you think, but I want to reach the goal. It's a good thing, right? But sometimes there are things that are frightening about reaching that goal. And I alluded to some of them before. It means that we have to grow more. It means that we have to do uncomfortable things. It means we might have to step into uncharted territory. And I, trust me, not only in my own health journey, but as an entrepreneur and a coach, these are things that come up on a regular basis because we have to step outside our comfort zone if we're going to grow. It's, and there are frequently limiting beliefs um, or other 
fears that we have that get in our way of actually accomplishing this. So we can look at things that might feel bad about reaching the goal. Maybe it means we have to hang around with different people because our new lifestyle, our new body, our new mindset doesn't really fit in with the people that have been familiar to us for so long. Or maybe we have to limit our time that we spend with them. Maybe we have to buy new clothes and we're worried about finances and we don't have money for a new wardrobe. Maybe it means that we're afraid, um, erroneously so, but maybe it means we're afraid that we have to give up everything we enjoy, which isn't true, but it's a real fear of actually reaching the goal. And reach if you can write down maybe five different things about what would be bad about reaching your goal, you might be surprised at what comes up. So the other crazy question is what would be good about not reaching your goal? And again, that's opposite of the question that people usually ask and usually ask you to journal about. But when we can look at what's good about not reaching our goal, we get to stay in our comfort zone. We get to hang out and keep doing things that are familiar to us. We get to enjoy, you know, those those weekend barbecues where we stuff ourselves silly and um, we don't have to worry about, you know, stepping into uncomfortable and unfamiliar things like putting on a bathing suit and, and being okay with that. Maybe we... I don't know, maybe we get to just hang out with the same old group of friends and doing what we've always done because it's something we know. So those questions, when you write down five things for each of those questions, again, what would be bad about reaching your goal? Write down five things. What would be good about not reaching your goal? And write down five things about that. You can start to look for patterns in the answers that you give yourself. And this doesn't have to take a lot of time. This is a simple exercise. You can do it in maybe 10 minutes or less, and it will give you some insight into what is going on because we are engaging in certain thinking behaviors, thought behaviors, mindset issues that are actively preventing us from doing what we say we want to do. And then we can make a decision. And again, this is where coaching really shines because we can take an objective look. We can have uh, make a decision about what do we do next? How do we now deal with these things that we've uncovered and where did they come from and what are some things that we can substitute instead? So we're going to go to a break in a couple of minutes, but when we when we come back, we're going to talk all about, so how do we change? We're going to talk about some strategies that we can employ and some ways that we can get ahead of ourselves and start stepping in front of these self-sabotaging behaviors. Because most of the time, even though we feel like we're protecting ourselves from something that's scary, most of the time when we can start to interrupt these patterns of self-sabotage, we can feel better, we can build confidence, we can build momentum, and we can start doing the things we know we want to do. I don't like to say should, you know this from any episodes, if you've listened to me, we don't want to should all over ourselves. It's not about what we should do. It's what we choose to do. It's what we want to do. And it's what we decide to do for our own best interest. And that might be, you know, uh, changing some of our 
thought patterns, changing some of our general behaviors, changing our environment. Environment has such a huge impact on the way that we behave and the things that we do. So the truth is this all comes down to your mindset because our beliefs drive our thoughts, our thoughts drive our actions, our actions create our habits, and our habits are what drive our results. And the only thing we have full control over in our life is our actions and our behaviors. And when we can start looking at those in a little bit more objective way, it will help us change them in a way that will better support our goals. So when we come back after the break, again, we're going to talk about some simple strategies that you can employ to get through the self-sabotage, to start breaking those breaking down those limiting beliefs and stepping in front of those other behaviors. And this is one of my favorite parts because it's all about taking action. So I'm Julie Medesi, your host of For the Health of It. We're here on the Inspired Choices Network, and I can't wait to talk to you after this break. Do you know that health and vitality are your body's natural state of being? Is that what your life feels like? Or do you feel like that's more of a pipe dream than an achievable goal? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing those not-so-fun changes to your body or lacking energy and worrying about the side effects of aging, wishing you could fit back into your clothes, it is time for you to learn how to change it all. When you tune into For the Health of It with Master Health Coach Julie Medesi, you'll learn how to regain your sense of badassery so you can navigate midlife like a boss. Listen to For the Health of It with Julie Medesi Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 Central Time, 8 Mountain Time, and 7 Pacific Time, and 4 p.m. in Italy on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is For the Health of It with Julie Medesi. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Julie at EvexiaHealth.com. That's J-U-L-I at E-V-E-X-I-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And now back to the program. Welcome back to For the Health of It. I'm your host, Julie Medesi. We're here on the Inspired Choices Network. And this is my favorite part of the show because, first of all, I get to invite you to come and interact with me on any of the social media platforms. If you're interested in understanding what you can do for yourself in six months' time, go to buildabodyyoulove.com and have a look at my uh, transformation program. I'd love to um, be with you on that journey. And if you're interested in getting a workbook to go through the things that we're talking about today, send me an email at juli at E-V-E-X-I-A H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. That's Julie at AvexiaHealth.com. So we're talking about taking action now because it's only in taking action that we can actually get things done. And how do we change? You will hear me say a million times if you hear me say it once, small steps. Take small, tiny steps. The tiniest step you can imagine If it feels like it's almost too easy to do, that's what you need to be doing. Because most of the time we try to do things in massive chunks, big transformations, big sweeping changes, and we set ourselves up for failure. And that's one of the reasons why we can feel so discouraged, why self-sabotage comes up, because it feels too hard. And sometimes 
a lot of it, I again, I blame on the diet industry, but I'm not going to go on that diatribe today. Um, but one of the things that I find is people feel like this small, simple things don't matter. They're not going to make any difference. And I beg to differ because I have lots of experience and lots of, lots of client stories to tell you that that is actually the best way to make the changes you want to make. So, you know, the old the old saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you walk a thousand miles or run a marathon? One step at a time. And even if you are engaging in a long journey in a really fast vehicle like an airplane, they still have to cover the distance one mile, one kilometer at a time. So breaking things down into small steps that are actually doable make it so much more likely that you're going to do them and you're going to be able to continue to do them because it isn't the single actions we do once in a while that make a difference. It's the little things we do every single day that add up to really big changes. It's like if you eat one salad, you're not going to miraculously reach your weight loss goals any more than having a weekend where you overindulge is going to completely destroy all of your progress. It's not how our bodies work. It's not how life works. So think about... um one of the things I love is James Clear wrote a book called Atomic Habits, and he talks about 1% wins. And that's something that I focus on. I talk about living on a continuum, and we're constantly sliding back and forth on that continuum, closer to our goals and further away from our goals, because that's how life works. There's no linear process that's going to get us directly to that end result. And so when you focus on 1% wins, you can make those tiny little incremental changes, and suddenly you look back and think, Wow, look how far I've come. And he did a calculation that if you if you improve something by 1% every day, at the end of the year you'll have improved it 37 times. That's a lot if you think about that, right? So don't worry about how small it is. And besides the fact that small successes, every little success you have when you can recognize it and celebrate it, it creates that that it uh, stimulates that section of your brain that it releases feel-good hormones and it allows you to celebrate. It allows you to recognize and then you can build that self-trust. You can build that momentum because let's face it, motivation is a lie. We don't have to wait until we get motivated to do something. Motivation follows action. So be kind to yourself. Be the person you want to be. That's a great place to start. I'm the kind of person who does this. I'm the kind of person who loves my body. I'm the kind of person who looks after my body. I'm the kind of person who takes care of myself. Be mindful. Pay attention to what you're actually doing. A lot of times we engage in these self-sabotaging behaviors because we're doing things mindlessly. We're, we're so checked out of what we're doing or where we are. We're trying to zone out because we're stressed. Start becoming more mindful. Tune into how you're feeling and what you really need and treat that with care rather than with food or destructive behaviors or skipping your workouts or whatever it might be. Um, track your time for a few days or a week. See where your time is actually going. That is huge. So many people don't realize how much time they spend on their phone. Do you know the average person, average user of a phone is on their phone for over three hours a day outside of work? 
three, if you could get three hours back a day, that's 15 hours a week. Think of what you could do with that time. And it happens in little bits and chunks. We check our phone, we check social media, we play a game. It's five minutes, it's two minutes, it's 10 minutes here and there. And that adds up. In tough love time, people say it's too expensive to eat healthy. I just did some research before I came on here. Um, potato chips are um, the cost of about $6.50 per pound. Candy bars between $10 and $25 per pound. Your frou-frou coffee with whipped cream and sugary syrup is five or six bucks. And do you really need to have 250 different TV channels? We can cut back on those kinds of things to save the money to buy healthier food. You can buy canned beans from between 85 cents and a buck 50 per pound. Great source of protein and fiber. You can buy a whole chicken for anywhere from a buck 83 per pound to 250 per pound. Okay. You can buy chicken breast for four and a quarter per pound. You can buy in bulk. You can share things with other people. There are lots of ways to make it affordable. And we want to stay away from the cost of prescription drugs and hospital visits and doctor visits. And the cost of self-sabotage is adding up over time. And you don't want to do that to yourself. Do you really? Because what you do today is going to affect what happens tomorrow. So start looking at today. Start looking at the actions you can take. If you want some help in figuring out what those might be, get in touch with me through email or my website because I would love to schedule a complimentary call with you to just give you some pointers and some action steps that you can take that work for you in your life because this is really important. The world needs the best of you, not, what, not what's left of you. And you deserve to live a vibrant, healthy, happy, fulfilled life. And by being able to step away from these kind of self-sabotaging behaviors, it's going to be a lot more likely that you'll be able to get there. And it's my mission to make the world a healthier place one client at a time. And you deserve to be one of those people who feels amazing and lives that vibrant, healthy life. Aging doesn't have to be a bad experience. And speaking of which, make sure you join us in the next episode. We're going to talk about your beautiful aging body because perimenopause through postmenopause don't have to be a a time of life when we feel awful about ourselves. And again, sometimes this self-sabotaging behavior happens when we start into this, into this transitional phase of our lives and our bodies don't feel like we really want them to feel. So make sure to tune in and we'll talk all about that. In the meantime, please choose your priorities. Do one thing. Take one small, tiny step because you can. And I am here to tell you, you can build a body you love living in one small step at a time. I'm Julie Medesi, your host on For the Health of It, and I hope to see you back here for the next episode. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to For the Health of It with Julie Medesi, Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 Central Time, 8 Mountain Time, and 7 Pacific Time at 4 p.m. in Italy on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, remember, you can build a body you love living in, one small step at a time.